Quitters never give up. Uh. Got these? Right. Have you ever had a dream? Because well, I didn't give up, Bean. You just gave the answer. Quitters never give up. Quitters never give up. Are the words that came out of his mouth. Scott Walker talked to about embarrassed or humiliated or ashamed. He was proud of himself. Don't tell me the American dream. I'm not so lucky that my mind drifted as well. Don't tell me the American dream is dead. Welcome to Quitters Never Give Up, the podcast that is all things Kevin and Bean and the creative universe. Welcome, everybody. Hey. Hey, guys. What a do, nephew. So this is a clip that needs no introduction. It's one of the greatest injustices ever perpetrated in Hollywood. Cheetah the Chimp is not on the Walk of Fame. What? Well, it's hard out here for a chimp. You know this? that, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> Dear God. This is a 76-year-old chimp that was uh, that starred in Tarzan, apparently. Uh-huh. And people are very upset that he does not have a star on the Walk of Fame. He's a Hollywood superstar, a legend, a fame success story who's worked with such greats as Dorothy Lamour, Ronald Reagan, and of course, Tarzan and Jane. But despite that million-dollar grin and that list of credits a mile long, this seasoned veteran gets no respect. I detect there's some mocking going on, Kevin, in your voice. He is the most famous chimp that ever lived. Yes. Um, yeah. But these people aren't <laughs> serious, right? I mean, no one's serious about this. But he's a well, chimp. He'll never know the difference. Let's point. find out because we asked producer Alex to line up somebody to talk about Get Cheetah the Chimp, a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and we have them on the phone right now. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, Kev- this... Kevin and Bean from K-Rock. Hey, how you fellas doing? Good. Are you the guy that's behind trying to get this chimp, a star on the Walk of Fame? Behind the chimp? I am the chimp. This, this is, is Cheetah. What? You're talking to Cheetah. You, you speak English? Do I ever? Well, <laughs> you know, mostly I speak English. Sometimes I speak chimp. Ooh, ooh, I ju- ah, ah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Forgive us. That's for- what you kids like to hear. Well, that's what we well, usually hear. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what you're hearing now, then. Ooh, 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 look at me. I'm a funny monkey. But we're just a little bit surprised because we knew that you had a long film history, but yes. we've never heard you speak before. We didn't know you could actually speak English. Well, I never had reason to before. This is the first time you've spoken? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because usually they just bring me the food, and I eat it, and I go to bed, and I take a nice plot. <laughs> right. But now with this uh, star thing that not giving me the star, I figured i got to speak up for myself. If I don't talk for myself, who is, who's going to speak for me? There's well, no chimp are- advocates. That's true. Yeah. If you now, if you were gay, maybe you'd have somebody out there uh, pounding the pavement for you. Hey, hey! I don't swing that way. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. That was Tarzan's deal. <laughs> oh, interesting. He would, he, would, he would uh, hump anything with a pulse. <laughs> he would take now, a boa constrictor in the hinder. Really? Anything, anything for a thrill. That freak. Who knew? That now, goddamn I... freak. <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. Wow. Oh, wow. That's bitter. They are Listen, all dead, oh, by the way. All of them. Yeah. They Everyone are. you worked with is dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Still alive, still kicking at 76, booby. I didn't know chimpanzees lived to 76 years old. They usually don't, but I do. All right. You know why? No. Exercise. 
Always. Always with the exercise. Exercise, okay. Okay. That and uh, lots of uh, martinis and cigars. You drink? And you stoop the young girls. That's what keeps you young. Oh, really? The young punani. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you something worth living for. Okay. No. I banged them all. Okay. I bet you did. When I was in Hollywood, there wasn't a girl that was safe. Wait, a girl? Are you talking about a girl? Yeah. I, I thought you meant chimpanzees. No, I, I did Lassie. I did uh, oh, orangutan no. from any which way but lose. Oh, no. Uh, Courtney Love. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did all the animals. But I'm Speaking of uh, Lassie, Cheetah, yeah. I, have, I have to ask. It's not like they haven't given stars on the Walk of Fame to animal actors. Lassie has a star. Rin Tin Tin. Even freaking Godzilla has a star. What do you think the problem is? Why are they not giving you one? And Godzilla, by the way, not a real animal. Animal. I don't know if you know not this real. or not. No. Yeah, that's true. It's some Asian dude in a, in a, in a suit. And uh, if they give, if, frankly, if they give Asian stars, they'll give anybody a star. Come on, it's unforgivable. But I'm bummed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I kid. I kid because I love. <laughs> but seriously, I think it's time for for the, the old chimp here. Look, I ain't I ain't got much longer. Right. Seventy six already. Everybody's surprised. That is pretty old, of course. So yeah. let's do the right thing and give me a star and a little ceremony and uh, you know send some more chicks to the back room and let me see what I can still still get the old uh, vine swinging. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> see if I can still peel the old banana. I'm afraid I do. As Jane think... Goodall used to call it. <laughs> right, sure. We understand. Wow, rare... her in the jungle. <laughs> okay. A rare Jane Goodall reference on the Kevin and Bean show in well, 2008. She has a lot to do with monkeys. <laughs> she Jane does. Goodall. I understand that. She does a lot yes. of research. Not a lot of famous monkey researchers. <laughs> it's true. No, it's a pretty short <laughs> list. Is there someone else I should have named? <laughs> oh, I was, I was impressed with it. I just was uh, surprised. Dan That's Fossey, a... how about that? <laughs> Stick that in your nose, you goddamn anti-Semitic <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's you a don't bitter. want to give me a star because I'm a Jew. What? No, you're not a Jew. You're a monkey. Whatever you're not a Jew. Monkey, you don't want to give a star because me because I'm a Jew. You can't That's be a ridiculous. Jewish chimpanzee. I can't? No. Oh, what? Sammy Davis Jr. was the only one who could convert? <laughs> oh, come I on, Gina. I converted in 1957 before it was popular. All right. Uh, don't Listen. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tina, I got to be honest, before we called, I didn't care if you got a star. Now I'm right there by, behind you. I want to see it happen I for you. I you more before we spoke. Yeah. If you were here right now, I'd throw my poop at you. That's yeah. usually the way it works. That's the way it is with my kind. Okay, Tina, thank you very much. Chimpanzees, not the Jews. Right. right. We got that. I love oh, Ralph's How expensive that was. A little bit. Yeah. Chimpanzees are apes. They're not monkeys. Oh, that's what's offensive about it. Okay. That's definitely what you should do, the hill you should die on in that clip. Yeah, right. That's the one. That's, that's where I should be. When the Chimpanzee Defense League hears that, we're going to be in big trouble, guys. Right? <laughs> okay. Let's talk to Mike. This sounds like maybe the best call ever. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. What it do? I, I'm sitting here. What it do, nephew? What it do, baby? What it do? Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm heading down to 210 right now, and there's I've seen some distractions on the freeway, but this this lady topped it. She has like what it looks like a spider monkey. 
running around her chest and up her head, and she's sitting here fighting to get it off and put it in the down of the stairs. She's swerving all over. No. Wait a minute. Wait oh a minute. Oh, my God. You're saying you saw a lady driving a car with a spider monkey crawling all over her? I think it's a spider monkey, but I know it's a monkey for sure, but she's just swerving down the road trying to fight this monkey off and put it down in the seat. Does she need help? I have no idea. Maybe it wasn't a pet. Maybe it just jumped in her with her monkey. This is it, the beginning of the end. Monkey's the monkeys back. are taking over. We've, we've been seeing Maybe, this for a long time. It's hard to rental and someone just left it in the back seat. <laughs> wow, we are not safe anymore on the freeways. Freaking you, you, monkey you, monkeys. You, you, I hate Watch, them. man. Monkey's going to get control of that car, and then who knows what he's going to do with <laughs> it. It's a high-speed monkey chase. That's right. Next thing you know, he's heading to, the, heading to the flea market in Santa Monica. He's going to start running down old people. I mean, there's no telling what he might do. That's fantastic. <laughs> so that's an actual call? That was an actual caller. It was like the next day or the day after. How did she get a monkey, and why did she choose to drive with it just loose? Assuming it was a pet, maybe, or she worked at the zoo. I mean, potentially. I don't know. Um, but I have you guys ever known anybody that has an exotic animal? No. I haven't either. So, I mean, we had a chinchilla when I was – we would babysit a chinchilla when I was a kid. They're the worst pets ever. And then we would babysit like a boa constrictor and stuff. But that was really it. All right. Let's move right. to the next clip. Speaking of things that Gleason would like. <laughs> yes. The New York City Opera is working on an opera based on Brokeback Mountain. For oh, yes. Kidding. For its 2013 spring season. They're working it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. You see a lot of new operas, do No, you, you don't. <laughs> but this will be great. Yes, it will. As you remember, it was, of course, adapted into a uh, successful film in 2005. Word is, from the New York City Opera, if this experiment is successful, they also have plans to work the sequel, Brokeback Island, into an opera, oh, believe it or not. how dare you? That's Why? Exciting. For those of you who didn't see Brokeback Island, it was a story of two uh, radio personalities. We don't who have deeply, deeply in gay love with each other. Like and, three uh, kills six. We so gotta... uh, here's, a, here's a little recap Move the trailer. On. From director Ang Lee and the producers of Brokeback Mountain comes yet another story of a love between two men that would not be denied. I haven't had an erection in 11 years. <laughs> hey, want a party on my c- <laughs> Two radio DJs. I suck so hard. Discovering love within each other. Oh my, he's trying to swallow. One, fearing <laughs> that their love would never be accepted. He's just, just magic. Moved to a faraway island. The other man. Want a banana, you hot little monkey bitch? Knowing his life would never be complete without his partner, dyed his blonde hair, put on his green pleather jacket, and moved to that island to join him. Hey, um, blow me? Ooh, ooh! Together, <laughs> the two men will discover a love. In your mouth! That could not be weakened by time, distance, or a lack of talent. It's getting hot in here. Hi, we're looking for dick. Ang Lee presents <laughs> Brokeback Island. I am a whore. There's your opera. There's your opera right there. Dude, that was painful. That's your freaking opera. Good pull. I've always loved that little spoof that Ralph did. And that's the clips that need no introduction. Nailed it. You get it when you want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. Round up. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Incorporated. Blah, 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 blah. We're gonna do it. If it's any chance, we'll take it. We just any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams 
come true. Doing it our way. Let's start off with the Ralph report. Um, there was a discussion whether it's Papacy or PayPal, and I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> 1378, the Cardinals declared Pope Urbanus VI to be lawless. Oh, lawless They Pope. booted him out of the papacy. Papacy? Papacy. Is it papacy? Papacy. Okay. Do you think it was papacy? Wasn't it papel? Papel? How do you say it? Papal. Papal? Yes. Did you say papal? Oh. Everyone does. I'm not that's Catholic. The word. I don't fucking know. It's all made up shit anyway. It's not made up. Papacy, PayPal, whatever. PayPal. Pay- PayPal. It's basically PayPal. That's what a church is. It's fucking sending money. Send them money? You know, it's pay no, taxes it's the papal. Only. The papal uh, conclave. Papal, papal. The papacy. Okay. Papacy. It sounds weird. Well, sorry. You don't think it sounds weird? I doesn't to me because that's how the word's pronounced. So it sounds like I'm pronouncing it's all it weird. Correctly. Weird hats and everything. <laughs> The hats are the all... least of the problems of the Catholic Church. No, I know, but that's that's a red flag right there. So yeah, I love Eddie's take on religion. Always going after the Catholic Church. Uh, next on the Ralph Report, everything was coming up buckshot. First off on the Crowdcast, Queen Jay, she did an impersonation of Ed Wynn with Ralph as they were simulating being in bed. Because Queen Jay asked, what character would you want your spouse to play in bed? So... Let's hear a little of that one. It is hard to keep up Ed Wynn for like 60 minutes if you just keep going, right? Yes. It's so hard. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You're so sexy. Just leave on the bra and panties, don't you know? Harder. Harder. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I thought I loved Queen J before. That's amazing. A girl that can do an Ed Wynn impression. Uh, And then Ed Wynn had the happy hit for Wednesday. Hi, Ralph. Edwin from La Mirada here. I have a request for your happy hit. I would say Strip by Adam Ant. Mm. Remember when that came out? Oh, it was so naughty. It's talking about stripping. Yeah. And in the middle, there's a spoken word part. A woman with a great English accent. Oh. I know you love that. Oh, you have to tell me. That's my request. Love you, man. Bye. Strip, Adam Ant, or Adam and the Ants, I believe is the official name of the mm. band. But this song, when it came out, we're like, oh. That's so sexy. I don't know what happened, but for some reason, I guess about a month ago, I bought Anna Mant's Greatest Hits. And I was just listening to it nonstop. And I'm like, this is happy hit. And I knew Ralph was a sucker for an accent on a girl, especially an English accent. So I'm like, hey, I think I got an in here. And uh, I'm glad he, glad he chose it. Of course, he's like Jankytown. I made that call like two months ago. <laughs> so when Christopher <laughs> said, hey, you were on the Ralph report, I'm like, for what? But anyway, yeah, it was a thrill. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, on uh, Hello Death, uh, they talked about Bugatti, and so they played uh, the song. 1939, Gene Bugatti, Italian automobile designer, died. Bugatti, a big name in cars today. Heard of that car. I woke up in a new Bugatti. I woke up in a new Bugatti. All right. Next on the Kevin and Sluggo show, um, they brought back animals coming out of the toilet in florida they had a large iguana that stayed in someone's toilet for three days they they went through the whole story where they they made the dad and this was so relatable they made the dad dress up in like a little suit to try and get him like some kind of made-up suit where he had gloves and he wrestled with him and just got his tail but we find out that it's one of kevin's big fears is to have an animal coming out of the toilet which i thought was very weird it kind of comes around in a kevin sort of way where he 
Iguana toilet removal. I'm telling you that that is going to happen to me. That's Homer Simpson's new job. Would it be funny if it happened to me? Dude, I almost think at I this think point, it would be hilarious, actually. It really would be. I, I have to hate you to wish that upon you. <laughs> I, I just can't. I would usually say it because of, it's funny on the radio. I can't even. I, I can't sort even. of want it to happen because. There, <laughs> we heard it. We heard it. Because I feel like it's. I feel like it's bound. Like that's my future. Right. Get it over with. And I'm watching it in every one of these stories, and it's gonna happen so to just me. Do it, it now. Yeah, not when you're 92. Right. Get it over now when you're 87. Just let me go to floor Hollywood, Florida, <laughs> sit on this guy's toilet, and let's finish it. <laughs> I don't think that happens frequently enough to where it's just bound to happen. I, yeah, I, I that's know. not a worry of mine. I mean, I mean, for something to make the news, though, somebody would have to call in to get the attention or something like that, send it to the news desk. But have you guys ever had uh, something come through the toilet? No. No, my mom did. She had a uh, snake evidently came through the toilet in her guest bathroom upstairs and it came through the toilet somehow and it was in the bathroom stuck in there and then uh she finally i don't know went in there sort of banging stuff to get rid of like a snake's in a care right and then it made it uh from the from the bathroom went right around the corner right into the bedroom and it was there for weeks and then she finally discovered that she had to call <laughs> listen we grew up with gardener snakes and gopher snakes so like we're not like anti-snake people but, oh, my gosh, she was so freaked out. She had to call, like, a snake charmer guy to come and get it in a bucket. <laughs> like, But it was there for, like, six weeks, which means it didn't eat for six weeks. It didn't drink. Which they don't need that much water. But um, so it was this really long and skinny. She said it was probably about six, seven feet when they got it out. Wow, six, seven feet? Yeah. Uh, as you guys know, I clean pools. So I, one time I went to this pool, I take the skim basket out. I go back. There's a rattlesnake in the skimmer. So I don't know how I missed it. And so I'm freaking out. I'm like, what am I going to do here? Then the rattlesnake gets sucked down the pump. I'm like, well, that took care of that problem. So I go to the pump, and it's got a clear lid. And so I can see the snake, like, whirling around like a washing machine. I'm like, okay, well, I think I'll just pop the lid. I'll use my net to throw him out. I pop the lid, and he goes back down, like, through the pipe. And I'm like, I turn it back. He comes back. So I finally got him. I threw him, and he crawled under the heater. I'm like, well, okay, I'm going to tell the owner there's a rattlesnake under the heater. So the capper is later on, a friend of mine calls. I didn't know he was going to that house to work on that heater. He calls me. Oh, my God, Ed, I went to work on that heater. There's a rattlesnake under it. Oh, no. So he killed it. So, <laughs> very bizarre. Damn. He's like crocodile hunter. All right, moving on to cup of tea in a chat. So Ali was on Never Not Funny. It's a great podcast, but it's long. It's like a marathon, it feels like. It's. It was two hours and 40 minutes. Jimmy had an interesting take on what they should do for their show, especially on the on the call segment. I guess I don't like the phone calls. <laughs> Which is the part that you listen to. Yeah, I fast forward to them because I, I re it's very important that I hear what your listeners think. Okay. Give a shit what they think. Wow. Give a fuck what your listeners have. Well, I care. Oh, okay. Never mind. About every last one of you <laughs> that pays to listen. No, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have, I've got one major note, uh, but okay. I will, uh, I'll text Bean it. <laughs> I think that's the best way to it's handle totally that. It's totally about me. It's, it's one major note, and uh, I think you got to fire Bean, and I think I'm going to text him to tell him so. Wow. Shake Bean loose. So Jimmy Pardo doesn't like the teabaggers. 
The call-in segments are a waste of his time. I thought that was right, just Brandon Showbiz, right? Isn't that <laughs> yeah. Harden? Maybe not. Maybe it's a one-way street with those guys. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Robbie pulled a beer mug. Uh, he goes MIA for two weeks. Okay, moving on. Robbie pulls a beer mug. He went He went MIA for two weeks. Bean wasn't able to get a hold of him. Bean was kind of worried that he was, because he was supposed to host Friday's show. So there hasn't been an intro from Robbie in about two weeks. And so Bean had this message for him on the podcast. Fuck you, Robbie. Now that I've thought about it, fuck you, Robbie. Wait, hold on. I may be confused. I may have too many thoughts going on in my little head right now. So, yeah, if Bean seems a little irritable irritable and uh, out of character, um, it's because Bean was on drugs. Uh, this is the famous um, Bean on Speed episode. Apparently, <laughs> Donna gave him a Vivance before Wednesday's episode, and the healthiest man in the world just saw a pill and took it. And, uh, yeah, so the whole episode, he was just talking really fast. The episode was moving quickly, and his voice was getting higher and higher and higher each segment. Then he'd take a breath and go back down and then just keep going higher and higher. It was uh, an episode for the ages. Someone called in and said it was coked up bean. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that line. And then Allie goes with his pace. So the whole show is just tumbling down a mountain really fast. You seem delightful. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm I love so you happy. on this. I love you. I love everybody right now. I love the world, Allie. I, I want to I wanna hug the globe right now. That's how I feel. I'm the fucking United Nations right now. I don't swear. That's not me. What happened there? I apologize for that. I'm sorry, kids. You are so off your ass right I'm now. I'm sorry, kids. Well, and the thing is, Lindsay, your episode is my absolute favorite, FYI. But what I liked about it, it started to pick up and go a little bit fast. They tend to drone on on some subjects a little bit too long at times. So it was just moving right along. I'm like, yeah, you just keep going. I loved it. Yeah, I think we got like three times the information you would get in a normal podcast that day. Cause Bean was just, he was on fire. <laughs> yeah. I had to check my playback speed at certain points. I was like, did I fuck up and play at a double time or something? It's Ali seemed to be getting a contact high from it. Cause uh, listen to this part when they're introducing the game. Bean is heavily on drugs right now. I so am. congratulations. You are jumping into the greatest of all cup of beans in a chat. Yep. Cup of beans. <laughs> sure. Why not? Not only she was speeding up, she was kind of messing up too. It was just a, a, a an episode just moving. Okay, now before we forget this, I want to hear. I wish they still did instant requests because I want to hear coked up Bean talk to Scissor up Bean. That would be epic. Make it happen. <laughs> well, we can do I prefer, that. I prefer Scissor Bean because you get the you know the quirkiness, but without all the anxiety. Yeah, he is a little bit more mellow. What if he took some scissor up after he took that Vivarin or whatever it was? Can he even himself out? I don't know. And he has health problems going on right now. I don't know why he got a Vivance. But uh, on the Friday's episode, he started to apologize for it. And uh, let's hear how heartfelt that came off. I had to swear it's not necessary, but I felt bad about that. Because what about the children, Allie? What about the children? In the words of the late, great Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. <laughs> so then what would be the appropriate age to allow children to listen to Kevin and Bean or these other podcasts? 32. My nephew's eight. I know he's too young. Lindsay, you listened in high school. When did you start? 
15. Okay. Lindsay turned out good. I'm good with 15. Okay. Lindsay had bad parents. Okay. No, she did not. Wow. <laughs> My parents didn't ride with me in high school, but okay. Kevin Bean would always say, if you let your kids listen to our show, you're bad parents. <laughs> no, I guess they right. should be acceptable. That's when you're starting to be rebellious and hear those chuckle heads and it's funny. Yeah, I guess high school is a good age. But, I think uh, so. Junior high, kind of, maybe? Well, I started in junior high, and so no. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the jokes went over my head as a high schooler, but, you know, there's only okay. so many inappropriate things that they said. I feel like I got too many of them and felt like it's, there was something wrong with me. <laughs> my little sister made me listen to Kevin and Bean when she worked with me. That's how I got involved with Kevin and Bean. And, guys, she was like 13 or 14. So half the time, like, they used to do a segment called What's in Doc's Butt? And so here I'm with my little sister. I'm like, oh, sorry, Kristen, we're changing that one. So I think half of the time I was changing the station. <laughs> Moving on to Janky Town, the guys went strong with all the extra Patreon content. They had a Janky Plus intro. And for this Janky Town episode, wait, what? <laughs> for this Janky Town what? Plus. Janky Town Plus. <laughs> It's uh, how else? To a great start. How else would this start, right? For for our first Janky Town Plus episode, fucking janky. We're gonna start like this. By the way, can I gonna apologize? Have... Okay, we're gonna have to apologize to the Patreon. Oh already. my god, this is <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I want to apologize to the Patreons already. Let's all talk. Yeah, everyone, everyone, talk at once. Um... <laughs> What? You were like, gonna say something. Come on, you I, I was, I was, okay, I was. Go ahead. Uh so so you know, everyone's signing up. Thank and yeah, thank, thank you, you for, yeah, for signing up so for much. this tier yeah. of, of Janky. You. It's the fifteen stations or the <laughs> you got a fly in your head yeah. tier. Uh you're getting these bonus episodes. No, I think everybody gets this except the three dollar ones. Yeah. So but everyone who who like we had nothing ready for them. We launched too early, and I was truly upset Way at myself. Way too early. Hey, uh, I was truly upset at myself. We recorded a video. We did everything after the fact. Yeah. But there was, like, like a lot of people already signed up. Yeah, so it went on kind of like, like that for quite a while on that Bad News Extra Content episode. They also tried the Gancitos on Janky Town Tries Things, so that was pretty funny. They released it for everybody on Patreon as kind of like a Costco sample to show the extra content you'll get. Moving on, on the episode 52, they did talk about the mask debate. Basically, there was a restaurant in Huntington Beach. They are making it mandatory that you don't wear a mask and don't have a vaccine. Um, so, so the owner's name is Tony Roman, right? And he was on Chris Cuomo's show. Oh, I love show. his ribs. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's uh, Tony, oh, Tony Roma's, and they're out of business. Oh, um, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Damn. There's no more Tony Romo. I loved when he was on the Cowboys. <laughs> I, no, no, no. That's Tony Romo. That's Tony Romo. Oh, no, no, no. Shit. No, 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 no. This is Tony Roman, okay? Tony oh, okay, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> okay. So he was, they had a good empire. They had, they no, no, good no, empire. no, 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 oh. no, no. It's a different thing. And they played the interview, and it was hilarious because Chris Cuomo just kind of served him. Um, but then not only does Janky Town bring you vital social issues and stuff, but they give you a course of action. This is how they recommend taking on this restaurant. Let's go. Let's go there. Well, I, we should go. We should go, dude. I'm telling let's you. Let's go there. I'm telling you. Let's because, go. Because, because I was on I want to go. I'm going to show up in a fucking moon suit. <laughs> no, no, no. Here, I got it. Mugs. You go and you eat, right? And then you go, I'm vaccinated, bitch. What's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm not paying for it. That's funny. I'm not uh, paying for it. Yeah. 
So yeah, showing you how to take a course of action on fighting back against the anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. Anyhow, but wait, no. How do you prove you're not vaccinated? How do you prove you are unvaccinated? Oh, you got to go back and listen to the episode because I would play a long clip, but the guy just sounds batshit crazy. Okay, yeah. I listen to it. But I'll listen to it again. Chris Chris Cuomo says you don't make any sense. I don't understand what you're trying to say. And the guy tried to get Chris Cuomo by saying, "Oh, you tell me your vaccination status and what's your family gap." Right. Like, yes. I got, yes. Yeah. So that was the podcast roundup. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Press the button. That wins. Send me back into time. One, two, three. It's a new day. Oh, you can't have the power oh, feature presentation. Meet the balls. Okay, we're doing the week that was 2010. Bean was on a roll. He was really playing Dr. Doom. I think these clips are both on the same day. So let's just start off. He's Listen to how happy he is about a Death Corner story, which was really gross, even for Bean. Now, I don't know the timeline. Uh, I don't know if he had sex some. with her at the side of the road or if he had sex with her in the truck or if he had sex with her at some other location and then killed her. There's we, have, we don't know if she was dead or not when he did that. No, he did. He said he, she was already dead when he did. Wow. I know. It just gets better and better, right? No, what now you heck? see why I love death so much. What the hell? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So his last name is Howell, and it's in Thurston County? <laughs> yes, that, that, that's, that's an excellent point, Good Gilligan. Point. Thank you. Thank that's you very what much. you get out of a man having <laughs> sex with a dead so woman. <laughs> He's looking past all that na- nasty sex with a corpse thing, and look at how crazy it is. Gilligan's Island diet. Okay, so this was a terrible story about a man who either killed someone and had sex with a corpse or found a corpse and had sex with it. But Bean was just, he was like a pig in slop. So a little bit later... Dr. Drew comes on, and Bean, he seems to revel in suicide questions, and he's kind of bumming everybody out. Fantasia, not an addict, not not a pill user, but 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 very depressed. Any follow-up questions on the most depressing question ever asked, Bean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm curious about this, though. But what right. happens to you if you take a bottle of aspirin? Yeah, sometimes you need kidney dialysis. Uh, it, oh. it can be quite serious. You, wow. you, yeah, you can be, uh, but he doesn't. It's a hard thing to kill yourself with as, as compared to, say, you got to know what's called acidosis. But as compared with acetaminophen, Tylenol can kill you with like 11 pills, and your liver shuts down three days later, and there's nothing you can do about you, it. You, you should tell us more about people who have succeeded killing themselves. <laughs> hey, I would like to say that that was a fascinating response, and I have never heard that addressed anywhere, and I'm shocked by how easy it is to kill yourself <laughs> I'm with saying Tylenol. you're a bummer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Dr. Drew, any happy news you want to leave us with? The lighter side of addiction? At least me, Kevin. Yes. How do you guys broadcast with this guy right now? Dude, listen, it's it's rough. Kevin shuts him down. It gets worse and worse, and then it gets to be Thursday and Friday, and if we didn't have the weekend, we would kill him. It's okay. Dreamy Dr. Drew is going to take care of that. Please. All right. Let me ask you one more question. No, you don't get another one. No, this is an upper. I'm going to go out on a high note here. I'm going to go out on a high note Tell me about death. So Bean's bumming everybody out this week. (laughs) 
Did Drew okay. say dreamy Dr. Drew? Yeah. yeah that was a, that <laughs> was a callback. Earlier in the interview, someone else said that. So he was he was just ripping off of that. that. He wasn't right. calling himself Drew, <laughs> even though we all know he is. Celebrity birthday that week, it was Hulk Hogan. Now, we know this is one of Bean's, well, I think this is Bean's only impression. So what I did, I took every clip. Ralph tried to get him to say or do the Hulk Hogan impression on every showbiz beat. So let's just kind of go. I just clipped them all. Let's hear how Bean's enthusiasm just kind of wanes as the day goes on. Hulk Hogan is yeah. 57 years old today. The Hulkster. Hulk, what do you have to say on your birthday, Hulk? Uh, happy birthday to me, brother. <laughs> Those improv classes are paying right. off, aren't they? At least he did it. Did it. At least he came with it. Hulkster, uh, what are your plans to celebrate the birthday? Having sex with my 19-year-old girlfriend, brother. <laughs> All right, good. ready for that. Right. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Hulk, what are your plans to celebrate your birthday today? Uh, you got to be cool and eat fruit. Coward. Sell out. You You're coward. a coward. You're... You are a coward of mythic proportions. You're a chicken. You are, you, you are a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys would enjoy your the real Hulkster this hour. It's, yep. the only, it's the only impression Bean does. Yeah, you do one voice. We ask Once a year, we ask you to do a voice. <laughs> Hulkster, what are you, you going to do for your birthday? How are you going to celebrate? I'm going to kill my ex-wife, Linda, and bury her in a shallow grave, brother. Hey, Hulkster, uh, what are you going to do to celebrate this year? Let me tell you something, brother. This is Bean, and you can call me Beanamania. You can call me Ambean. You can call me Taco Bean. You can call me Jelly Bean. But all, the one thing you got to know is that Beanamania is going to run wild on you, brother. So what's he going to do when Beanamania destroys you? That's Hulk doing his bean impression. I know. How random is that? That's odd. So every year on that day, they expect Bean to do his Hulk Hogan impression. So he did, what, three or four, and then he kind of chickened out, started playing clips. <laughs> now, we were talking about this today, guys. I was trying to find the origin of the This is Hulk Hogan, by the way, drop. Yeah. That yeah. Was a game show where they had to impersonate wrestlers? Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, but that Maybe. became a, a catchphrase for years. This is Hulk Hogan, by the way. They still use that sometimes on a couple yeah. two. So once a year, uh, Bean breaks out his uh, his Hulk Hogan impression. By the way, do you guys remember what Kevin's? He has two famous impressions. The Queen. Right. Alf. Alf. Right. <laughs> no problem. So Bean, he has double the impressions of uh, of Kevin there. I know Kevin has double the impressions of Bean. Now, a very funny thing happened this week. They had Kevin and Bean Knight at Dodger Stadium over the weekend. So when they came back, Kevin was recapping his first pitch, which did not go well. Oh, what a time we had Saturday night out at Dodger Stadium. Thanks to all the fans, by the way. Had a great uh, section there uh, watching the uh, the Dodgers, who eventually, by the way, Kevin, I know you left a little early, eventually ended up beating the Nationals in 10 innings. So it was a very exciting what, game. That's what worries me is now I – now I have to throw out the first pitch before every home game, right? They right exactly. Superstition. Or you have Kevin. to leave early. <laughs> Kevin was asked to return because, uh, well, the last time he threw out the first pitch, it kind of bounced. So he had yeah. another opportunity to make good. And I got to give Kevin all the credit in the world for coming up with a plan uh, for his first pitch, unlike anyone in the history of baseball. What were you going to do, Kevin? What was the goal well, when you stepped out there on the mound at Dodger Stadium? We don't have the video up yet, but we will soon. Um, my goal was to throw a knuckleball. So Kevin's plan when he failed the first time he threw a pitch at Dodger Stadium was to try the hardest pitch, which is a knuckleball. And uh, let's see how that went. <laughs> and I had the ball in my hand in the knuckleball position. Right. And I stepped on my front foot. Yes. And that's when everything went dark because <laughs> because my front foot 
went right out from underneath me. Slipped. I mean, literally hit the dirt, which was really, really, really slick. Uh huh. And I just face planted. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm not. Like you see on jackass. On. I'm not kidding. Like you see on jackass. Face planted. Just. Boom! <laughs> and I was like looking around. I was dazed. I didn't know if I was You're bleeding. Fly. Where am I? What happened? And I remember. I remember throwing, and I did. I did have the knuckleball in my hand, and I did throw that form. But I believe it bounced. I don't know, halfway to the plate. About like, halfway, yeah. Like way further, close, closer to me than last time. Right. So once again, Kevin has an epic fail trying to throw the first pitch out. It didn't someone pitch right after him and they they made fun of him because this person was was like a kid or something and they uh, made it I believe to the it was the guy with no arms and then Kevin wrote uh, an article titled FU guy with no arms <laughs> yeah I didn't keep the clip but that day when Kevin was throwing his first pitch they had a bunch of guys who had been injured a bunch of um uh, American servicemen so some of these guys were there. They had prosthetic legs and arms, and they were doing fine. And Kevin falls right in his face. <laughs> so he was really kind of embarrassed by that. Now, a weird thing that happened is they were talking about the first pitch. For some reason, Kevin got on this tangent about Michael Clark Duncan. And he said, Michael Clark Duncan throws like a girl. And he, he wouldn't back off of it. They're like, come on, Kevin. This is a big guy. You know, you're putting your life in danger. So by the end of the week... Someone had set up a Michael Clark Duncan versus Kevin Facebook page. I want to thank whoever it was who started the Facebook page, Kevin Ryder versus Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> if you're on Facebook, you can go to uh, just type in Kevin Ryder and then versus Michael Clark Duncan in the search box, and it will show you the page. Uh, eight people so far like that page. Okay. It's starting to uh, a groundswell. Here's the description of the page. On August 10, 2010, Kevin decided to say hard and ghastly things about Michael Clark Duncan. All I said was he threw like a girl. Clearly, these were intense fighting words, but now Kevin is trying to back out while continuing to say horrible things. A you. fight must happen between these two. <laughs> Justice will be served. <laughs> I agree with you, sir, and I appreciate you starting that page. Well, make that nine to... people like it. Now. Nine people? Nine. Oh, all right. Psycho Mike just it's on fire. signed up as well. Yeah, so they actually, Ralph kept following that during the day. On the last showbiz re- uh, beat of that day, he updated it. It was like in the hundreds. So I think that thing became a runner. And I believe Michael Clark Duncan eventually did come on the show to confront Kevin. So Kevin Smith came on the show and he was talking about setting up the Smod Castle. That's how this first started. It's just this kind of functional playland space where you can just go and try stuff just that me and Ralph are going to do. Yeah. What, do, what, do, what are we going to call it? I don't know. We have to talk to our lawyers to see what we can <laughs> call Figure it. out what we can. But essentially a variation it's of... It's going to be the showbiz beat, basically, with me and Smith, but talking about show business. And we'll do like an hour. Showbiz, oh. though. It's, it's going to be sci-fi. No, no. It's going to be all, all aspects of show business. Right. Yeah, it'll be it everything. May, it Not may... just the stuff that won't get us laid. Stuff that <laughs> may indeed get us laid one day if we talk it about it. It may lean a little heavy to comic books and science fiction. That yeah, kind of totally. Stuff, but we'll bit. cover it but all. But it's, it's just that I encourage... I mean, you know, you guys work every day, so of course you don't want to come out at night, but you guys are more than welcome. Anything you want to come and do No, there. but let me ask you this. Um, <laughs> Dude, I, believe me, I was telling people one day, two months from now, we're getting Bean to come up. He's going to dress in his dopey, furry outfit from, from where the wild things are and just stand there on stage and whatnot. That's all you have to do. We I can, can sell him. We can make totally. that happen. So this was the beginning of Hollywood Babylon, which is still going on to this day. 
So hey. they kind of liked it because, you know, being he's always interrupting stuff. And they said, hey, when we do our show, you're not going to interrupt us. I hate to do this, but we have one minute. All right. Well, then screw you. I'm I'm just saying. I hate to do it, but that's You know what's not going to happen on our podcast when we're doing showbiz news? (laughs) You're not going to be able to tell us to stop. Nobody will ever stop us. us. We'll We'll do the showbiz beat for five hours straight. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be like a dance marathon. People will be be like, we're doing news from the 70s. We're like, well, it looks like they're making Convoy. People are like, that's smash singles. not going to be a big budget motion picture. C.W. McCall couldn't be more happy. Oh, That should be the show. Dude, old showbiz beat where we just do old news from like talk about hopeful projects. How are the duck? They're finally doing it. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> George Lucas can do no wrong. So I myself just noticed that what we're doing now is what they were talking about doing old showbiz beats. So I think we owe royalties to Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, guys. Cash not included. Cash yeah. not included. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it started. I jumped ahead a little bit, and uh, the next week Ralph started advertising the first Hollywood Babylon, and that also became one of my favorite running jokes. They would always invite Bean to come on, and they always would say no. So he started that from the very first moment they ever announced Hollywood Babylon. So anyway, that's the week that was 2010. And this is from June 3rd, 2011. We got Weenie Rose tickets for you with a game we like to call Slow-Mo Weenie. Hey, what's happening, party people? It's time to play Slow-Mo Weenie. We take music from fast. All right, we, we had a lot of fun earlier in the week with a game called Speedy Weenie where we took songs that are going to be played at the Weenie Rose this weekend and we sped them way up. And then all you had to do is identify what the song is. We gave you the band. You just had to tell us what song they were. So we thought, hey, let's go the other way and let's go with Slow Mo Weenie where we slow the songs down. So let's say hello to Mr. Slow Mo Announcer Man. Hi there. Good morning. Good morning. Right. Right, we got it. Good morning, Ke- Ke- Kevin Bean. Kevin Bean. Okay, we got you. And Bean, it's time to play the game. Okay, all right. Thank you, uh, Mr. Slobo announcement. Okay, that's fine. Let's move on and let's meet contestant number one. This is going to be. <laughs> We'll, we'll actually handle yeah. that. We don't, have, we don't have time for you to, to come up with a name, so I'm sorry. Steve, all right, Steven. We got right. that. <laughs> Steven, so we're going to tell you that it's a bad religion song. but it's we, 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 we took care of it. Bad religion is who it is. It's way slowed down, though. You listen. We can only play it one <laughs> We can only play it one time for you, but you tell us what bad religion song it is. You ready to hear it? Yeah. There you go. All right, good luck. Christopher, okay. do you know what it is? Uh, is it Los Angeles is burning? Nope. What the hell was that? Well, actually, that's what we're asking that was you. A song by Bad Religion that was slowed down. By Bad Right. <laughs> and then, and the name of it, we got already got that out. Mister Slow Mo announcer, we have that. Just tell us the name of the song, Stephen, and you're in the drawing for tickets. Um, I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes! Nice, nice job. Job. What? It's easy to How did he do that? 
I did not know. Yeah. Right. Mr. Man, we took care of that. We got it. Dude, how did he do that? We already asked right, that let's question. Move on to the second. <laughs> let's move on to the second call, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, Al, good morning. Hello. <laughs> Al, your song is going to be by Cage the Elephant. They're playing Cage. the weirdest. Okay, we said that already, Mr. Slowbo announcement. Listen up. Here's the song. You tell us what it's called. All right. How about Jen? That would be Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. That song. I got bills no to pay. Oh, no nice. We already told him he was right. We have a All right. God. We, he got it. Right. Right. Two, two for two. Let's try Scott. Right. Line three. <laughs> Scott, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. Ready to play Slow Weenie? <laughs> Announcer man, we got this. All right. Okay. okay. Scott, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here's your song. It is from uh Lincoln Park. It's from Lincoln Park. Tell us what this song is. Slowed down sounds like a nine inch nail song at regular speed. You ever notice that? It does sound creepy. All right, Scott. Edwin? Uh, I don't know. Shut up when I'm talking to you. Scott. Paper cut? God. Paper cut? God. <laughs> no. no. No, that was. Uh, Waiting for the end to come. Waiting for the end to come. Yeah, what no, song please. is that for Lincoln Park? Waiting for the end of the literal lyrics of the song. <laughs> All right, keep it going. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. All right, uh, Jose, welcome to the Kevin and Bean hey. Show. <laughs> Slow-mo announcer, man. I believe we've got it taken care of. You ready to play it's slow-mo? It's time yeah, right. to play. Right, we took time to play. You have a song by Rise Against. All you have to do is tell us what song it is, and you'll be in the drawing. Okay. All right. Slow mo announcer, thank you. All right, here's the Rise Again song. You tell us the name of it. All right, what song is that? Back to Christopher. Ready to fall? No. That's the one. Prayer of the Refugee is what we're looking for. All right, we have time. Maybe for one more, Mr. Slowbo announcer, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Matt is going to be our next contestant. Matt. We already said his name. <laughs> Matt, uh, <laughs> he's ready. I swear to God, Mr. Announcer, I'm going to beat you slowly if you don't stop it. Matt, you ready? All right. It's going to be. I like it. <laughs> it's going to be from The Strokes. <laughs> Tell us the name of the song. Good luck. I can hear it on my head. Dun, 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 but I don't know the title of it, even if I know the song. 
What's up? Come on, Drew. Uh, how about Ross Noir? <laughs> oh, he's going to do it slow. How about that? All right. Very well done. We've got Steven, we've got Al, we've got Matt, and that was Brian right there. All four in the running to win tickets in the pit for the Weedy Rose. Lisa, who's our slow-mo weenie winner? Uh, the winner is Steven. Steven. Yeah. The first person we talked to. Steven. Tell him what he's won. Mr. Slow-mo announcer, tell him what he's won. just tickets the pit in the pit for tomorrow's Weedy Rose. Thanks for playing. Oh, yeah. For the Weedy Rose tomorrow. Oh, All right, we're not going to have time for this. Oh, All right. We, we got to go. Oh, no, he's doing it. Steven's doing it. All right. Okay. It's just, it's, okay. This is another episode of Quitters Never Give Up. All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Bye.